Welcome to Wrestling with God Show, the podcast where we grapple with big questions about faith, religion, and life. I'm Irish McMahon, and I'm here with my fellow Irishman and Catholic priest, Father Len McMillan. Hey, Father Len. Morning, Irish. So, Father Len, I think uh, since we're a couple of Irishmen, it might be appropriate for us to do a little bonus episode for our listeners and and help people understand the story of St. Patrick's Day. You're our resident historian, uh, knower of all things Irish. Fill us in with, you know, what is, uh, is there really a St. Patrick? And, and wh- what is St. Patrick's Day? Or what's it supposed to be? Yes, there really was a St. Patrick. Really? Um, okay. I know I was always upset. They do this on the news every year on St. Patrick's Day. They'll go out and ask people, what does St. Patrick celebrate? And they always say, uh, Mainly they're asking people, what are you going to celebrate? Because St. Patrick's Day is synonymous with a party. It's let's go party. It should be. Uh, But (laughs) (laughs) what it celebrates is obviously St. Patrick. (laughs) And St. Patrick, he writes his autobiography, and it's actually kind of interesting. He came from a very religious family. His mother is somehow descended from Martin of Tours, St. Martin of Tours, and his grandfather was a priest. Priests at that time could marry and have children, and his dad was a deacon, so comes from a highly religious family. But he's honest in saying, I had no use for, for religion. When he was 16 years old, he just didn't have any, he led a comfortable life. He was smart. Everything's going great. Why do I need religion? So this must be kind of, he comes from this very religious family, but he had no good use for religion. So this must have been kind of the inspiration for the St. Patrick's Day partying. Is that kind of what? Well, no, that was just him being a 16 year old. Beginning of his life, he has no use for religion. Now, this is also just kind of going to shock people, but St. Patrick wasn't Irish. He was a Roman citizen. Oh, no. And his family was living in England. In a maybe Roman maybe we don't want to publish this episode, Father Lynn. This is going to ruin everything. I know, I know. So, you know, you could say he was Italian, but technically he was Roman. Wasn't even Irish. Well, is St. Patrick his first name or his... Uh... Patrick uh, is his first name, yeah. Yeah, So, but did he have an Italian last name then or something? Yeah. That would, I th- this is, you're, I don't, not sure, I'm not really, well, go ahead. Well, let's finish this. We'll get somewhere with this. So he's at the beach uh, with his friends. He's 16. At the beach? Yeah. Uh, in Rome? No, no, in England. Okay, he's in, okay. His family's up in England doing something. Okay, okay. He's at the beach and pirates come and capture him. And the pirates typically captured people for slaves. And he's actually sent to Ireland as a slave. And so at 16 for, I forget how many years, he spends as a slave in Ireland. And so for him, Ireland at this point is a place of abuse, of you know horror, loneliness and abuse and darkness. And as he's stuck caring for the sheep and the dogs, he began to pray, even though he had admitted When he was 16, he had no use for God. But then he starts to pray and pray. And he said he would say hundreds of prayers each day. And it's there outdoors, caring for the sheep that he fell in love with God. And later he says, even as a, when he was a bishop, 
He said, I always felt more comfortable praying outdoors than in a cathedral because that's where he really discovered God was outdoors. And then this voice comes to him and tells him to walk. You know, if you get caught trying to escape as a slave, you could be either maimed or killed. And as long as he followed the voice, the voice would lead him to freedom. So he basically walks across Ireland and this ship just happens to be waiting and ready to pull out. And he talks his way on board because they didn't want to give passage to an escaped slave, but he was good with the dogs and uh, talks his way on. So he escapes Ireland, finally finds his family. I think they're in Gaul somewhere, finds his family and then enters to become a priest, becomes a priest. And then there's a call to send missionaries to Ireland. But the problem is they keep getting killed. <laughs> but being a you know slave of Ireland, he was fluent in Gaelic. And the last place on earth he would want to go was Ireland. Back that where was he a, was enslaved. Yeah, of pain and misery. He does not want to go to Ireland. But then the voice returns and the voice asks him to go to Ireland. The voice at one point allows him to hear the prayers of the children's children's children of the Celts thanking him for coming back to Ireland, which always strikes me as strange that, wow, people can hear your prayers in the past. And so he agrees. Now, like this Patrick's Day, yeah, I went to an Irish sandwich shop and had a refreshment thanking Patrick for coming back to Ireland. So I like to think, yeah, when I raise that beverage to toast his return, he heard it. <laughs> I like it. Well, I, I love Patrick. So anyhow, he comes back to Ireland and you kind of know the whole story after that, that slowly he evangelizes Ireland. He wasn't the only one, but uh, he was the tip of the spear. And I loved it that he would go to the local chieftains and ask to debate the Druids. And the Irish loved debates. So explain uh, the chieftains and the Druids. Oh, so Ireland was a set of uh, chiefs and a high chief and smaller chiefs. So if you go into a village, you'd ask the chief, he would ask the chieftain to debate the Druids. The Druids were the religion of the Irish at the time. And the Druids really weren't that well educated. Anyhow, so he could always win the debate. Now, if he lost the debate, things would go poorly. He could lose his life. But he was a great debater. The other thing I really like about it is that he didn't try and make the Irish little Italians. He respected <laughs> the ways of the Celts. And simply those things that uh, spoke of Christ in the Celtic tradition, he baptized in the sense that you know, he used their own myths and stories and symbols to explain Christ. So he didn't, you know, culturally rip them out of what was familiar. He used what was familiar. So he met them where they were. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. The way and the symbols that they could understand, which I always think is a huge mistake when even in modern evangelizing, you have to speak in a way people can understand. But I also love the fact that just the irony that a 16-year-old who had no use for religion becomes a great saint. The slave who hated Ireland 
comes to be the conqueror of Ireland, uh, just of faith, but the slave becomes the conqueror. I love the fact that the last place he wanted to return was to Ireland, but he fell in love with Christ. And to fall in love with Christ is to fall in love with what Christ loves, which is people, especially the Irish. And so, yeah, the Roman returns to Ireland to conquer in a much different way, with love rather than as the Romans tried. The Romans could never conquer Ireland. But in one sense, I always think to myself, when historians say that, that's not quite true. A Roman did conquer Ireland, but that's, with love. I mean, that's so amazing. And I, I, I don't think it's anything like anybody imagines that you know, uh, St. Patrick. I mean, I just, that's amazing. How did it get to where it is? It seems like all of these religious feasts, or many of them, end up being hijacked and and becoming some just kind of a, a mindless celebration, you know, where you go out and you get drunk and you go crazy and all that kind of stuff. I it, How does that happen? I don't know. I, I think because people, you keep the celebrations. All the great Think about this. All the great holidays are really religious. religious celebrations. But there's always this backflow of taming it into something non-religious, where Easter becomes about the Easter bunny and Christmas becomes about Santa and St. Patrick's Day is just about drinking beer, and which is, yeah, I'm not against. Or, you know, Valentine's is about you know, chocolate and lovers. Valentine's was a martyr. Right. Um, yeah, we so, did that story. I mean, it he, just, we got to keep doing these, Fatherland. I mean, you know, well, some the of the other more. One, the other one is St. Joseph's Day, which is two days after St. Patrick. And I just, I think it's kind of funny because the Irish always celebrate St. Patrick's and the Italians celebrate St. Joseph, who was an Italian. <laughs> he was so Hindu. you're going to tell me he was Irish? Saint no, Joseph. no, yeah, I would love. I would love to say Saint Joseph was Irish, but no. that would be so bizarre. We've got a Roman, you know, who becomes the, the hero of the the Irish, and oh my gosh, I know. And the, so I, I just love the amazing part how Italians two days later they have their party, and <laughs> and he's and he's not Italian, and he's not Italian, but. All right. Well, fa I, I, Father Lent, I'm sorry, go ahead. Did you have one other thing you wanted to add? Yeah, just, just mocking the Italians. You know, Italians are zesty and full of life and boisterous. And they're saying to somebody who never says a word, quiet <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, to be continued, we will sort out a few of these other religious holidays that people have no idea the real history of or the meaning of, and uh, we'll separate them from the partying and the drinking and whatever. So we welcome uh, your comments on these uh, little bonus episodes we do or anything else we do here on the podcast. It's uh, easy to get those to us. You just head over to our website, uh, wwgshow.com. That's wwgshow.com. And you click on the questions button. And if you're enjoying the Wrestling With God show, please share your favorite episodes with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help people discover us. And, and by the way, subscribing to our podcast is free. There's no charge at all. It just guarantees that you'll know whenever we publish a new episode. So 
Uh, We hope you'll join us next time as we continue our journey, climbing the mountain of life, searching for truth, meaning, and purpose in our lives, and trying to understand what the real meaning of these religious holidays is and how they've gotten hijacked. Uh, Thanks for listening. See you next time.